I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Oh, now it's Melly. He's got the cookies and the slam dunk. Delicious, delicious cookies. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, Media Melly and Coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Melly Man, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Melly! Melly! What up, Melly? <laughs> this is the Melly, the Melly game. Melly came in, took over. Isaac and I are going to break down the Dallas Mavericks win over the Thunder. What was the score? Did they, they have final score? One twenty-seven to one hundred and six. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. They they very much outscored the Thunder in the second half. Was worried there for a second, but Dallas Mavericks get the win, take care of business. Luca and Porzingis do their thing, but the the uh, the debut of Nicolo Melly for the Dallas Mavericks. So. We'll talk about that, break down all that. And Carlisle, after the game, actually had a really, really interesting comment about Nicolo Melli and about how they viewed him and how they wanted to see how he would play in this game. So I think that conversation has a lot more to do with the rest of the team than actually Melly himself. It has it gave, gave us a little bit of an insight on how Rick Carlisle and the Mavericks coaching staff views players and how to put them in places and kind of gave us an insight on the whole, you know, how they set everything up, basically. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, but initial thoughts from this game. I mean, Luca, 25 points, 7 assists, only 3 rebounds, 4 of 10 from 3 in this game, only 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He just, he'll never get fouled again, right? Like, just no foul calls are ever called on anytime somebody swipes his arm or nothing. Like, apparently, the hand is part of the ball and the arm is part of the ball for Luca. It's, I don't I, they won this game, so I don't want to get like go on this whole tangent about this because I'm gonna get really frustrated because I don't feel like he gets calls. Like, uh, however, what? No, I thought you were gonna say. However, I am gonna go off on a tangent. About however, this. it's stupid. I mean, <laughs> the foul is a foul, uh, but no, I, I don't want to harp on that too much. Uh, you know, this game was kind of weird because it felt like KP had a monster game in a sense, but you know, he just had 20. I mean, he was a plus 26 in this game, but. He just had, you know, he had 20, he had nine, nine rebounds, two of six from three, nine of 15 from the floor. Um, Five assists, but he only played 27 minutes. So that's yeah. got to be mentioned for sure. I'm just glad both these guys played, you know, against this OKC team. That, Finally, first time this year they've both played. <laughs> and, you know, they won the they won the season series. So this is going to matter when it comes to playoffs. Honestly, sometimes the Thunder worried me. I'm like, is this team going to be in the play-in? <laughs> Like Ryland Styles, host of Locked On Thunder, is always like Bless favorite. His he, soul. He was the first one of all the Locked On hosts, more than the Magic host, more than like the Cavs host, more than the Pistons host, like more than anybody on Locked On NBA to really embrace the fade for Cade, the tank job. Like he was ready for it. He was talking draft at the beginning of the season, How and then could all you of a not sudden, be ready for it with that roster. And then all of a sudden, this Thunder team goes out there and they're like flirting with the play in tournament. I. I Okay, I make a joke about this roster, but I, I think uh, a decent amount of us were kind of scared in the second quarter. I'm like, guys, if we lose to this OKC team, which shout out to Justin Jackson not being able to crack, crack that rotation. What that in the world? Rotation, That's uh, wild. But when Poku was taking KP off the dribble and for like and one, I was getting a little scared. 
But then Dallas did what they were supposed to and pulled away in the second half. We should just say, for those of you that didn't get to watch the game, here's the starting lineup for the Oklahoma City Thunder, just to give you some perspective as to what this game was. Alexi Pokushevsky, right? Poku, we, we talk about him. He's, he's very fun to watch. He Look had 21 in this game, by the way. Uh, our old friend Isaiah Roby. Sfi Makai okay. He doesn't look bad. Roby doesn't he's, look He's bad. played pretty well. He's played pretty well. I think he looks better right now than I ever thought he ever would before. Well, he stuffed the stat sheet in this one. 12 points, 9 boards, 3 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Oof. So yeah. our old friend Isaiah Roby, uh, Sfi Mikhailuk of second round Lakers fame, and then Pistons whatever. Sneaky uh, athletic. Teo Maldon, rookie, you know, looks solid. Uh, did not in this game, but I'm, I'm over, out on him. overall, out already. <laughs> You're out already on this. Guy? And then, and then Moses Brown, who got 19 rebounds in a half last game, and then uh, Chris Porzingis just did not literally give him a second thought on the floor. Just completely destroyed him. It felt like in this game. Uh, that's the starting lineup. Which, by the way, that starting lineup. On average, younger than the Oklahoma Sooners starting lineup in the NCAA tournament. Crazy. That's incredible. Shout out to Moses Brown, though. This two pulls down, you know what, 19 boards you said the other day? In a half. In, in the first half. He gets a multi-year deal. And then within that same within the same like few day time span, we have Rick Carlisle, Hall of Fame coach, giving his max player, max big man. The defensive player of the game belt because <laughs> he held you off the glass from getting rebounds. That's what because, he said. That's what Carlisle said after the game because he held he held Moses Brown. You know we <laughs> we got to hold. He said it like he was like Joel Embiid. I don't like he was Will Rudy Gobert. Like, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Moses Brown. But I mean, but in, in a way, like I I think it does show you know KP's you know, hustle and effort and stuff tonight. I thought he did play really well, but yeah, this OKC team, I will say I like Kendrick Williams a lot. I know like oh, a lot yeah. of people like him, but, uh, and Tony Bradley was playing good in Philly and I thought he had decent minutes, but this team is, just, I mean, it's, it's so bad that yes, if Dallas did not beat them by 15 plus tonight, then I don't know. We would just treat it as a loss. We should mention SGA, Shea Gildas Alexander, Al Horford, Lou Dort, and Darius Baisley all inactive in this game. So it's not just the Mavericks that sit their stars. Lou Dort was also sat in this game. So uh, for various reasons, all of them. But yeah, in this game, Luca and Porzingis really, you know, kind of took over. I guess kind of just took care of business. Not a really, not a lot to report from this game, really. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. had a really good game. Dorian had a solid game. He spoke to the media afterwards and a hilarious gif of, of Josh Richardson uh, photobombing Dorian Finney-Smith's presser and then <laughs> Derek Harper like pointing it out like, hey, you know that Josh Richardson's behind you. And then Josh Richardson like stopped paying attention for a second and then Dorian turned around and Josh Richardson it, like shook <laughs> like he was surprised. Uh, hilarious stuff from them afterwards. But Tim Hardaway Jr. spoke to the media afterwards. He had 19 points off the bench in a solid outing. Uh, yeah. I thought Josh Richardson actually had a decent game too. Played just 25 minutes, nine points, five assists, three boards. Yeah. I just don't, I, yeah, I don't know what to take too much from this game. You know, no. Just because you, you're supposed to beat teams like this. I mean, how many of these Thunder guys are in the league five years from now? I mean, there's probably a handful of them, three, four of them. So I will, 
I will take this though. Thirty assists for the Mavericks. Now they True. made fifty. They made fifty-one shots, but thirty assists. We've talked a lot about ball movement and how Porzingis wants ball movement. He had five assists in this game. I think six is his career high, so he was right there, almost there. If he played any in the fourth quarter, he probably would have got it. But the Mavericks are moving the ball around, and they are unselfish. And even Nikola Melli, after the game, said, you know, playing with Luka Doncic is awesome because he he turned down a shot that he could have taken. Like, Luka had a shot that he could have taken, and instead he gave Melli the ball in rhythm so that Melly could get a good shot up. And he did, and he made his first shot. And that's what it's like to play with Luca. And I think this whole team is starting to figure out how to, you know, make the right play, set each other up in the right spot. And 30 assists is a good, you know, representation of that progression, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, KP has constantly talked all season that they're the best whenever they're moving the ball. And we and- la- we laugh at it because <laughs> We think, well, that's because he wants the ball and wants Luca to not hold the ball the whole time. However, he's right, though, right? Like, he is right. It's yeah, usually it's usually that way for most basketball teams besides, like, Harden-led teams, you know? And so we're trying to navigate how exactly a Luca-led team should, but he's right. No, he is for sure. And they moved the ball well. They had a ton of assists in this game. Um, yeah, I mean, the the first, like, two minutes of this game was brutal. It was just oh. everyone come down, launch their first shot, when Maxi w- took like a, I don't know, <laughs> when he, he like dribbled the ball down the floor and shot it off the dribble. Uh, anytime Maxi shoots off the dribble, I cringe. But if he's set, <laughs> I think it's going in every single time. Every time. Uh, but no, I, I thought, I mean, there's a portion of Mavs fans right now tonight that are just glowing in excitement because one, Dallas played both of their stars against OKC because last time they didn't and <laughs> people freaked out. And then two, the rookies played. Hey. It's like the double whammy that they won the game they're supposed to win. And then the rookies, I think the only reason they won this game is because Josh Green played. So, I mean, what? that's the key to everything. Josh Green and Tyler Bay getting minutes on the floor leads to Mavs victories. That's the that's the main takeaway I'm taking from social media. Well, is it like a Brian Scalabrini victory cigar type type situation? Is that is that how we're looking at it? Uh, actually, though, coming up, let's talk about Josh Green a little bit because we've you know we've talked about how he's not going to get minutes, and then all of a sudden Carlisle played. But afterwards, Carlisle said he earned these minutes. So let's talk about what Josh Green can bring to this team. Talk about how he can maybe fit into the rotation, and then of course we got to talk about Nicola Melli, his impact in the conversation that Rick Carlisle had afterwards so but first we got to tell you about Locker Room this episode is brought to you by Locker Room you can download the app and join us pretty much anytime Locker Room put out a Locker Room put out a, a graphic that the highest ranking or the the highest growth of any sports fan cuz you can put down which you know team of like Hold on. <laughs> Locker, Where are you going with this? Sorry. In Locker Room in Locker Room you can select which team you're a fan of in your profile and the highest growing the most growing fan base is the mavericks right now i yeah i I know there's lots of mavs groups on there i know kirk is doing his thing dalton and them are doing their thing but i i know uh, the blue hardwood guys are doing their thing but I got to tip our hat to the, the raccoon squad. We're representing in locker room. Uh, appreciate all you guys. So download hey, we locker- had over 131 of you guys uh, over in our locker room on post trade deadline day, whatever it was. It was so, the day out. Yeah, day out. Yeah, yeah. We'll be there yeah. again Thursday. So if you haven't heard of locker room yet, it is an app where you can come join the conversation. So 
For example, the two of us will be live in the app. You can come and join us, request to speak, and we'll bring you up on stage. You can ask us questions. It's essentially a live mailbag type app, uh, conversation type app. You can ask a bunch of questions, and you can just come and talk to us about the Dallas Mavericks and all kinds of stuff that you know you want to talk to us about. So be sure to join us on Thursdays. We're going to be there usually Thursday nights going for about a half hour or so and uh, answering questions. The chat will be going. You guys can join that. So Raccoon Squad, join us on Locker Room. Download the app. It's only for Apple right now. They're working on an Android. So if you have an iOS device, you can join us. Uh, so join us on Locker Room. Talk about the Dallas Mavericks. We'll be there. Also want to tell you about our friends Locked On, NB- Locked on Today. There's all kinds of NBA stuff on there, all kinds of uh, college stuff. If you like what we're doing on the Locked On Podcast Network all over, the Locked On Today is a great showcase to see all kinds of different spots. They have all kinds of guests from the Locked On Network. Go check them out. Follow wherever you get your pods. All right, Isaac Harris. So Josh Green got some minutes in this game. Rick Carlisle afterwards says you know, he earned his minutes, that he played well in the minutes he played in the last game and now played in this one. So he played 16 minutes, which is two shifts which is huge. It's a big upgrade because usually he's only been getting one shift. And so he played 16 minutes. He hit two shots. He had two rebounds, uh, an assist, a steal, a block, almost another assist to Tyler Bay, but Tyler Bay did not go for the alley-oop. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Josh Green threw up the alley-oop in transition. Tyler Bay was nowhere close to that. And then they shared a really funny glance afterwards. But Josh Green, I, I think he can make an impact in the rotation. Mm. He, he is at least at least a wing off the bench that can give, you know, Dorian some rest, right? If he's if he's able to. He's going to struggle. He's not going to knock down threes, right? He's he was over 2 in this game. He really doesn't seem to have found his rhythm there in the NBA. He wasn't coming into the NBA as like this sharpshooter, but defensively and especially crashing the boards, that's going to be a big thing for him. If he can do that and if he can carve out some kind of niche crashing the boards for this team, he can make an impact and he can start getting more minutes like this. It's not going to be like this every night because you're not going to be playing an Oklahoma City Thunder team like this every night, but I think he can, man. I think that they should start giving him some more minutes and at least to give some of these other guys some rest. Yeah. One, I know we we crack jokes. At, we were cracking a joke about it a while ago about the rookies and how a lot of fans want, want them to play. And, and I get it. I mean, I, I'm the one who asked Rick Carlisle tonight about Josh Green and like I asked Rick I'm like what do you think about his progression like how would you describe that tonight and he went on the whole big thing about how he is progressing how he is you know how he's earned those minutes and just his energy out there and how he crashes the boards and all the stuff that we see it's just sometimes the mistakes that he you know when he's out on the floor he, he is kind of like an energizer bunny that you kind of unleash him in a sense and you're like you just have to accept some of the mistakes sometimes or like knowing where to go that's why the the value that Dwight Powell brings sometimes that we we all like kind of joke about but it's kind of serious at the same time is he knows what to do he might not be that the best at what he's doing but at least he knows where to be on the floor and what to do so <laughs> that's where Josh Green just has to get better at that now where do I think that he should be locked in the top eight rotation? No. In a playoff series? No. I, I don't really care about seeing Josh Green out there. But if it's in games like this, this is where I would like to see Josh Green more. Because I do think that if I'm Josh Green, I'm looking at the route of Dorian and saying, why can't I do that? Like, why can't I turn into that type of player, that type, like working on my shot, proving my worth on defense, crashing the offensive boards, Dorian is where he's at today and starting for a playoff team because he works his butt off 
And like, that's the thing Josh Green does. It's just, can he refine his skill set to fit an actual really good team? That's what it's just going to take time. And back to the whole, do you have the time thing? I, I We don't know right now with what Rick wants to do. So I, yeah, I, I'm kind of torn. I want to, they, they need him to turn into something like we yes. have to like, whether yes. for this team or for an asset, they need that. But will it come at the cost of mistakes in some big moments or yeah, I don't know. I'm willing to take that risk. I don't know if Rick Carlisle <laughs> is willing to take that risk, but that work and that effort and showing that you're progressing every day, your question was a good one because it gave us a, a little look into what Carlisle's thinking as far as the rotation. You got to earn it, right? You got to earn some minutes. If you're a rookie, you have to earn minutes. You have to either come in and earn his respect from the get-go, which is like a Luca Brunson way. Like Luca and Brunson both came in day one yeah. essentially and proved their worth to him. Luca, completely other level than Brunson, but still. And or you have to be, you know, a player that the front office is going to push, like Dennis Smith Jr., right, like or something like that. Or you have to show the work ethic. And I think that's where guys like Justin Anderson and some other rookie and Jay Crowder, you know, rookies that have come in and put some work in and actually, you know, proven to Rick Carlisle they're worth some minutes. And Dorian was one of those. And I think Josh Green can do the same thing. And Josh Green's starting at a higher floor than what Dorian had too, right? Like mm-hmm. I think he's coming in already a, a, a better player than what Dorian was. So I I think he can I think he can push for Dorian's spot at some point. I don't think in Rick Carlisle's mind. Not right mind, now. Not right I don't now think at it, all. Not for Rick Carlisle. No, for sure. But not for think, me either. <laughs> I don't want him. In, I don't want him starting in place of Dorian right now at all. No, but I think he can. He can put some pressure there, and I think he can bring some 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 value. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, we hope he needs to, like you said. <laughs> so Josh Green gets minutes. The the other rest of the roster, I think we've kind of already hit on. Um, except. But- Except Nicolo Melli, debut of Nicolo Melli. We might as well get into it now. Uh, Melli for Ferelli. I'm all about it. I'm all about Nicolo Melli. I thought from the first two minutes, I was sold. He just looks like, I mean, he's 30 years old, right? He doesn't. He's not a normal second-year player in the NBA. It's kind of like Maxi coming in. He's a lot yeah. older than you think he is. And what are so, your thoughts on his beard? His beard is shaggy, but it's solid. It's nice. I love Here's it. the thing I thought about during the game. How if many Luke, flannels does he have? If Luca, Maxi, and Nicola Melli walk down the walk down the walk down the sidewalk together, they're all wearing like generic clothes, not like NBA clothes or anything. And someone Skinny was jeans, like, "Flannel from Old Navy with <laughs> white chucks." And someone was like, "To a random person, maybe not, maybe an NBA fan, maybe not. Which one of these three is Luka Doncic, one of the top five players in the NBA? Do you think? How many people do you think could correctly say it was Luka? Because <laughs> they all look so similar. Except, well, well, except Maxi and, and and Nico have beards, and Luca, he tries, I guess. But. <laughs> He's not there yet. Maybe one day he'll have like a dirt beard. But anyway, I think we're gonna get more. I think we're gonna get a T-shirt of of Melly saying I'm not Luka Doncic too. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna get with the double number right. He's 44, so he has that double number too. But in all seriousness, what Melly brings, I think, is he knows where to be on the court. Right. He had some pretty good rebounds in this game. He had a good. That's the best you know, way to say it. Tip he out. knew where to be. He knew where to be, and that is a that is eye opening for a team that you know there's some guys struggle to do that, and so. Right away, first you know, first game he's played, he knew where to be. He was finding the open space. He had a couple of plays where he set he set a screen for Luca, and then he popped, 
Like he he rolled out and popped back out of the three point line, and then he just like slightly moved to the left over and over and, and over to the left. And it's just little savvy things like that that give Luca extra space because then all of a sudden the farther Melly got away from Luca, because Luca now Melly's man is switched onto Luca, and the guy that was defending Luca now has to make a decision: Do I go all the way over to where Melly is, like way down the court, because he's sliding over and over and over and over? Do I go all the way over there, or do I try to double Luca, and then Luca then gets to make a decision of Do I send it over to Melly because now he's open? Is somebody else open? Do I make a play here? So that that kind of stuff I think just shows veteran savvy. He's going to bring it. He's played a lot of basketball. If he could hit some threes, if he could just hit a couple, right? Like he was a good shooter before he came to the mm-hmm. NBA. If he can just hit a couple there, I think that he could. I pro, I honestly think he could be part of the rotation. I mean, give him <laughs> Dwight Powell's minutes. I'm okay with it. Does it does it say more about Melly or does it say more about how fans think about the Mavs role players that have everyone freaked out tonight about 11 minutes of Nico Melly. Well, it always <laughs> happens though with new players, right? Like anytime a new player is brought onto your team, if they come in and they do anything, you were just going to be so excited about it. But coming up, I want to talk about Nicola Melly more. I want to talk about what Rick Carlisle said about him afterwards, because it gives us insight into how they view situations like this and rotation spots. So let's get into that coming up. But before we do betonline.ag, it's the one place to put down some money. If you want to bet on the NCAA tournament, incredible stuff over the weekend and uh, there's more stuff to put money down so you can go there they always have random odds just for random things that show up so go check it out every once in a while let's see they have the usc gonzaga game uh gonzaga a nine point favorite over usc michigan a seven point favorite over ucla so if you are on this quick enough you can go put some money down there mm-hmm. use the promo code locked on get a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts also want to tell you about built bar it's a protein bar it tastes like a candy bar and they're delicious built bar is incredible i had another one today i think i had the peanut butter one solid bar not my favorite hey, I, had, I had the white chocolate raspberry for breakfast this morning on the way to work it, that is a very breakfast bar. Like that one specifically, I think you could, that's one you could talk yourself into this being like a, a sugary tasting breakfast, but not high in sugar, not high in calories, not high in carbs, but high in protein. And uh, they're incredible bars. You can go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you can go vote right now. Uh, Coconut Brownie Chunk is still in the voting right now in the Elite Eight. And they're going to about to did go. Did somebody up and- on this podcast? Email Built Bar about the availability of that bar. Possibly. That's how much we like Built Bar. What did the, and not just as a stunt either. You really want to know when those are coming back. <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm in, serious. I've been in contact. I sent Nick a screenshot. I've been in contact <laughs> with Built Bar. Sources say that they're trying to figure it out, but there's a lot of other flavors to pick from. But that's the best one. <laughs> so it's be really be looking back whenever coconut brownie chunk. Not co- not just regular coconut, not coconut almond, coconut brownie chunk. That's the best bar that they have. Go get some at builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 when they come back. Get 15% off your next order with Built Bar. All right, Isaac Harris. So after the game, Nicolo Melli's debut for the Dallas Mavericks. They get the win. Melli has, let's see, we didn't even say what he had. He had six points. He had two, <laughs> two steals. No way, what did he have? He had six points, three rebounds, a steal, uh, a steal, a steal and a dunk, which was solid too, playing some defense there. And that guy was a plus 12 in 11 minutes, by the way. Plus 12, he played solid in that second half. But the, the comment after the game that really stuck out to me was 
Rick Carlisle said, you know, we liked Melly. We wanted to know whether he could guard the four or the five. We knew he could guard some at the five, but we wanted to know if he could guard at the four. Now, that was interesting to me, first of all, because I think just looking at him, you'd say, well, this is a guy that can guard fours, and you wonder if he can guard fives. But for Rick Carlisle, it was switched. Did that stand out to you, too? It did, yeah, because it does give a little bit of insight. When we, for me, this is what I was looking at it. When we talked about all the things that we talked about with Aldridge, when that, the whole news came out, and we're like, all right, why would they bring Aldridge on? Because it would give them a backup five who you could run similar stuff, like a stretch five, because Boban, Dwight, Willie, none of them are really backup stretch fives. Now, you say you could say Maxi is that when KP's not on the floor if you want to run Maxi at the five. But if Maxi's out there, you don't really have another stretch five in a, in a sense. And it kind of gave a little bit of insight that they could be viewing Melly as a backup stretch five at times. And they want to try to play KP and Maxi as much together, like as, as often as they can together, because Maxi covers up KP's defensive deficiencies a little bit better than probably anyone else on the roster. So they want to they want to maximize that, right? Like that's still their best lineup is Maxi and KP at the four or five because there's nobody else. Like Dorian doesn't cover enough of KP's deficiencies defensively. If he was Draymond, right, like that would be a different story. But they're viewing Maxi in that way. So can Melly now take some of those five minutes? But when Carlisle said we wanted to know if he can guard some at the four, that makes me think they're going to play him more with a Willie Colley Stein, with yeah. a Dwight Powell, somebody else like that. They want him to be that stretch four off the bench instead of can he take some of Dwight Powell's minutes. So I know we're all like, oh, so so glad to get somebody that can take Dwight's minutes. It's not necessarily going to happen based on that that comment he made, which could be wrong, but that's I his think it's more of James Johnson's like past role of yeah it's totally two you know different type of player as far as like he's more of a stretch like you know offensive oriented guy and nico Melli is but you look at donnie nelson i'm a, I just pulled up donnie nelson's quote about Melly before the pacers game it was right you know it's the day after the trade deadline he was asked about the addition of Melly, and this is what donnie had to say he said i think if you look at the success of maxi kleba you can see a little bit of a path to success there. So they're already kind of viewing it like Nick was saying, like, can he play that maxi type of role off the bench? He said, Donnie goes on. He's a guy that can clearly make the long ball. He's a great teammate. He can swing a little bit between a little four and a little five. He's going to have an opportunity to come here and fight for some backup minutes. And, you know, he goes on to say how Luca's been exchanging texts because even Nico was asked about it after the game of, how he's excited to be Lucas' teammate for once because they competed <laughs> in the finals in the Euro League when he played for Fenerbahce. Did I say it right? I just butchered it. I'm not going to pretend I knew if you said that right or not. Whatever. Sorry, guys. Um, whatever team that he played for, he played against Lucas. So and he lit up when he was asked that question. So it's it, it exciting to see Melly talk like. But that's it. Speaking of lighting up, though, when when Melly hit that first shot, Did you know who else lit up, up was Luca. Luca put both oh, yeah. fists. Luca, Luca put both fists in the air and was super excited to see Melly hit his first shot as a Maverick. Nico smokes, right? Ooh, based on the beard alone, probably. Uh, he has to. It <laughs> uh, has to. This is important questions right now, lockdown, <laughs> lockdown maps. But I, I did see some. We we joking. <laughs> Nick texted about thirty minutes when Nico was on the floor and said, "I'm sold." And <laughs> it took me about 45 seconds and I was sold 
too. But oh, and I said during the game, I said if if Melly hits one three, I'm gonna start calling for him to start in the, on this team. I'm so in. <laughs> but but the thing you said at the very beginning when we first started talking about Melly, it was so uh, refreshing to see a guy out there that just knew where to go. Like he felt like he'd been in the league eight years and. He was at the right spots. He was hustling. You know he's motivated too. He fell out of the rotation in New Orleans. He wants to play. He's thirty, and it. You can. I just feel like he is excited to be a part of this team. I don't know what his role looks like moving forward going into this game. And you know, before I even saw him play, and I know this is OKC and all this, I would have said, dude, this dude's never going to play at all. He's just going to be at the very end of the bench. Well, but especially if you looked at 18% from three, right? If you just looked at that yeah. stat, you're like, oh, no, there's no way. A stretch four that can't shoot the you know, the three. Yeah, but I don't know how you watch him perform this way. And I, once again, the same thing with Josh Green and everything else from this game. They're going against you know some YMCA guys. And I, I don't... <laughs> I don't I don't understand how you can watch him play in this game and just see his feel for the game and say, all right, he doesn't get to play at all. So I think yeah. he'll definitely have a chance to prove himself and get a few more minutes. I know the question that everybody's going to ask, like, whose minutes does he take? I don't know that answer. <laughs> you know, you probably take some minutes here and there from some guys, create some minutes, but I'm, there, I'm down to see him on the floor a little bit more. There will be matchups where he does take minutes away from Dwight and Willie, though. Right, like there are some, like he said, you can he can slide between four and five. It depends who's out there. He right? can like, handle the ball a little bit too. Yeah, there are times in in OKC games in the past where Isaiah Roby was like their five. Right, you can play Nicola Melli at the five. If Isaiah mm-hmm. Roby's the other five. Right, you can do stuff like that. So for sure, it depends on on the matchups for sure. But yeah, interesting debut from Nicola Melli. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too. The memes were going. Uh, yeah, it's great. The the Pelicans subreddit on Reddit. Uh, whenever they beat somebody, would always go. You just lost to Nicola Melli and put a picture of Nicola Melli. And so I think we might have to do that too. <laughs> just just put a picture of Nicola Melli every time the Mavs win. But yes. yeah, fan favorite already. Another country represented. We had uh, Italian in the post game presser. How many languages do we have in these post game pressers? Right, we have English, we have Spanish, we have we had Slovenian a couple times. Serbian. We've had Italian now. What'd you say? Serbian. Serbian. We've had five languages we've had so far in these post game pressers. So we're trying to get more. Uh, if anybody else knows any more languages, <laughs> if we can get more media people asking different questions, uh, I'm fully enjoying. We it. need a Brazilian on the team. We need to get some Portuguese. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'll be all about it. So there you go, guys. That's the Lockdown Mavericks podcast today. Tomorrow we'll be back talking more Dallas Mavs. We'll be back with more post game later in the week. They play the Celtics on Wednesday, and then they play the Knicks and the Wizards back to back for the weekend. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. So boom. The first game. So how did it feel seeing that first basket go in? So good, so good. As a basketball player, you want to see your ball going in the basket.